Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He is the voice of the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. With an iconic touchdown call that echoes throughout the kingdom. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City! It's 4 o'clock on Monday, which means one thing. Mitch Holtis joins CDOT on the drive. Hey, how about those It is an honor to be joined by our next guest. His appearances are brought to you by Silverstein Eye Center. Achieve your best vision and experience outstanding patient care at Silverstein Eye Center. Mitch Holtis voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch, I imagine this is a feeling that doesn't get old. This is a game and experience that you never get tired of. A thing that has stood out to me, I did a show in Chicago with Danny Parkins on Sunday, and I told him the stat you said that when you started this thing, you were 1-10 in in postseason games. You are now over 500 in postseason games. And the feeling of you left the stadium so many times, disappointed, heartbroken in the playoffs, wondering if you would ever see your team have success. And now you are in the middle of one of the greatest runs in the history of the NFL. I imagine this is a feeling that you never get tired of. No, sir. Uh, It has been a godsend, uh, quite honestly, to – I mean, I saw Patrick and Kels on the plane as I was getting on, and I said, well, we can, uh, like I said at the end of the game, we can, that'll pretty much cover Patrick Mahomes can't win a road game in the playoffs. I was so sick of that narrative. Um, but he's taken care of that. But, yes, what was done, these two playoff games, it's interesting, CDOT, I, I'm almost set aside of the 27 that I've done in the fact that that Miami game will be by itself. I told you that last week because of the brut- you know, the brutal conditions and the Chiefs and what they did at play at such a high level. This one, there's a dude that works for uh, in our equipment, sits right in front of me in the plane named Holt McKinney. He's a great kid, works hard. But he turned around and he goes, is this the best road win you've ever had? And I thought, you know what? Yes, it is. Because of what it means um, in moving forward, but I'm telling you, CDOT, that was riding a cavalry charge with sabers drawn into the mouth of the dragon. I mean, you talk about a city and a fan base and a stadium that was ready to, like, chop up the Chiefs. They could not wait for that game. To win that game and to do it the way the Chiefs did, basically only having 43 snaps to 78 for Buffalo on the road and to win the game – I may not see a game like that again, 
winning in that manner. But to do it on the road and the way Mahomes was and just a warrior was awesome. Mitch, you've seen almost every great quarterback over the last 30 years, and Josh Allen is one of the best that we have seen. I led the show today with this. There is a difference between being rich and wealthy. You know a lot of rich people. Being wealthy is completely different. There is a difference in having a great quarterback and an all-time quarterback. I believe that Buffalo has a great quarterback. I thought Josh Allen played incredibly well. He had two touchdown runs, his touchdown pass. That is not a throw that a lot of people can make. His creativity, the way he leads, there are a lot of things to love about Josh Allen. They had three chances to go down and either tie that game or win that game. They had two three and outs, and then they missed a field goal where they had first and 10 from the 27-yard line. If you give Pat those three opportunities, the Chiefs score in that scenario. And I think you can argue that you have seen Josh Allen's two best games, whether it was that 13-second game or the one that we saw yesterday. And it just hasn't been enough to beat Patrick Mahomes. And interesting, I know we're going to do this in a couple paragraphs and a couple minutes later, but let's bring that same discussion up with Lamar Jackson because I think this game becomes compelling in the same genre in which you're asking this. I said, I'm Wes Montooth holding the ladder of Josh Allen, anchorman in the bear cave. Like, I respect him. I've got mad props for that guy. His background, what he's overcome, what he's done, his amazing talent. But... That game yesterday, and you can the reaction nationally to him has been, is he Phillip Rivers now? Because that's the comparison he's getting, where before he was getting compared to Patrick Mahomes. So he's at a tipping point right now in his career. So are the Buffalo Bills. They have got, they got cap issues. The 24 Bills are going to look different than the 23 Bills. They're trying to figure out where they go from here But I've got mad props for Josh Allen. But he has to be sitting there thinking, where do I go from here? And that's my reaction to you about him because he's a a wonderful talent. They turned the season around because they basically went back to Josh Allen of 2020 to run the ball 36 times and him being the centerpiece of the run game or at least 50-50 with Cook. And then the passing game became bubble screens and – like shallow passes, and he, he'd take some shots, and, of course, they missed those opportunities. Zero 20-plus plays. Zero in 78 snaps. I, I could go another 30 years and not see that again in a playoff game. So I, I'm with you in this discussion, but where does Josh Allen go from here? Because right now he is at the, the fulcrum of his career. Does, this, does he become Phillip Rivers, or does he stay on the track of where he's going to be compared to the um, to Patrick Mahomes, because guess what? There's a new wave of dudes coming. Is that C.J. Stroud? Probably. Could it be Anthony Richardson? Maybe. But now all of a sudden, Josh Allen's just not the up-and-coming guy chasing Patrick Mahomes. He's right there where everybody's trying to figure out who he is and where he's going, and I've got a feeling Josh is thinking the same thing. From an emotional standpoint, I think this is worse than the 13-second loss. I think it is. This is why. I made the analogy as a Missouri fan. I remember their last game at home, at least what I thought was going to be the last game at home against Kansas back in 2012, and I would have sold my soul to make sure that Missouri <laughs> would have won that game at home. There was no way. you got to remember, Kansas won the last game at the Hearn Center. They couldn't win the last game at Missouri Arena. 
there were Bills fans that had that game circled since that 13th second. Hey, eventually he has to come back here. He has to come back here. They had snow. They had a two-hour line to hand people shovels. That entire community was about winning that one football game yesterday. To lose in the fashion of which they lost yesterday and to see this Kansas City team, that this is probably one of the weaker teams that we've seen from this Chiefs team, for that team to go on the road and beat you the way that they did yesterday, I actually think that's worse than what happened a couple years ago in Arrowhead in the 13 seconds. You lost on a a once-in-a-lifetime improbable game that may never happen again. You had every opportunity to win this game and just couldn't capitalize. Yeah, they were stoked for that game. To me, I, I, I've said it's better to me, than me, and I don't think this is recency bias, than the 13-second game. And we'll see where this game leads. If the Chiefs win this week and get to Super Bowl 58, then it'll really be in that category. But to win on the road the way they did, all the narrative that Mahomes can't win, a, a first of all, he hadn't played in a playoff road game, and I fought everybody that Super Bowl 55, we went through that, was a true road game. That wasn't your normal Super Bowl. But for him to win this game, for this team to go in there, and you would say this is one of the weaker teams, I just think it's different. I wouldn't say it's weaker, but this is just a different kind of Chiefs team. And they figured out different ways to win, but now all of a sudden offensively they're starting to look like some of those other Chiefs teams because they developed the triangle with Rice, even though he didn't have big numbers yesterday. You've got the Rice-Pacheco-Kelsey triangle, and it's starting to hum a bit. But to, again, to win that game, to beat that team as, as fired up as they were, that game was like a major battle. I told Matt McMullen it was like the Battle of Midway in World War II because it meant more than just one single battle. There was like so many things that ripple effect off of that. And for the Buffalo Bills, there really as a team, much like Josh, like, again, wh- where are we going? What are we going to do? because they have people now chasing them as well. Right now we're talking to Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. His appearances are brought to you by Silverstein Eye Center. Achieve your best vision and experience outstanding patient care at Silverstein Eye Center. You are certainly someone that understands and appreciates the history of this game. You grew up watching Montana and Rice. You saw a lot of Brady and Gronk games. How crazy is it now that the Chiefs have – Maybe the greatest one-two punch that we have ever seen in the history of the NFL with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. More touchdowns than Montana Rice, Brady Gronk. Think about those great teams with the Pittsburgh Steelers with Terry Bradshaw and Lynn Swan and some of the guys that they have. You have called all 16 touchdowns between those two players. That's crazy. When you look at it in the historical context, and I've you know I've brought up too where Kelsey's now zeroing in on taking out Jerry Rice. Uh, in the receiving categories, uh, and he's got a shot this week to pass him in receptions uh, in the NFL postseason. But for Mahomes, and to do it in a relatively short period of time, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey have done this since 18. And to get it done uh, in that span and to be greater than any duo ever, I mean, you think of all the you, – you laid them out. Uh, you can go back to uh, you know, the great Cowboys teams – uh, but nobody's better than these two. And when I walked on that plane, saw those two sitting together, I just wanted to kind of have this like image in my mind that I'm looking at Gehrig and Ruth sitting there uh, in the seats. Uh, that the fact that you know historically it's been unprecedented what they've done. It's it's just awesome, man. It's crazy, and it was great to see those two connect twice yesterday.
Mitch, when you think about the bye week and the fact that so many key players from this team got a rest, do you think that was better for Isaiah Pacheco or Travis Kelsey now that we've seen them both in the postseason? The pseudo bye for, yeah. the, for the Charger game, it meant everything. It's why I was trying to, like, slam that home to people, and they're like, dude, you're crazy. That week meant everything. I think it meant the most to Kels because that guy's now played over 10,000 snaps since 2014. And those are hard snaps. Uh, I've been tracking that, too. Uh, and yesterday, he went over 10,000 snaps. I think physically, it was for uh, Kels first, second for Pacheco, and mentally and emotionally for Patrick to just back away. He had been riding the horse hard, trying to figure out how you're going to do this, and then just, nope, dude, just back up. Have some fun. Help Gabbert. Get ready for the playoffs and just relax mentally. And all of those guys have come charging forward big time uh, in these last two playoff games. And I thought that rest against the Chargers meant everything to this run so far. We've talked about some of the injuries to Kelsey this year and age and whatever it may be. But this wasn't the typical year that you've gotten from Travis Kelsey over the last three, four years, but still a really productive player. Yesterday felt like they found a time machine. He looked like the same guy that's been playing for the last five years or so. He's just moving differently. He's much more athletic. He's just, I felt like he was kind of lumbering at times in the second half of the season. You didn't see any of that yesterday. It was really like they found a time machine and they got 2021 Travis Kelsey back, who was the most dominant player on the field that wasn't the quarterback. We take for granted just how much kind of pain and, and minor injuries that he fights through. And those 10,000 snaps have been hard snaps. How many of those were he has to block? Either inline blocking or like wham blocking in the box where there's 14 humans and they're slugging away. He's not running nine routes all the time. And think how many times he's double teamed and he's pulled down and yanked and pulled and bit and scratched. Um, these are hard. This has been a hard road for him. He is a war horse of war horses. And I don't think he's felt good really all year long, going all the way back to camp. Remember, he missed week one uh, because of injury. And there have been, and the fact that these guys have played now 16 postseason games since the beginning of 2018, that's one whole season in a six season span. I mean, you're playing seven seasons in six here, is that right? Or six and five. But the point is, it just accumulates. And again, for him to physically, just get it like a surge and just, dude, just, and, it, you know, he was going to play. He was going to play that Charger game. Everybody thought he was to get the 100 or the 1,000 yards. He's, he's like, no, I'm not. And that, that was like the smartest thing he's ever done because now look at him, and you said he's running around like a spring chicken. It's because that week he could shut down and get his body ready to go. Right now, we're talking to Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. I do want to get his thoughts as we look ahead for the AFC Championship game. A couple more questions here about yesterday. Rob and I debate a lot about the importance of running back and the position. And I think about the AFC and NFC Championship game. Baltimore certainly can run the football, maybe not in a traditional sense, but Lamar Jackson ran for 100 yards against the Houston Texans. Isaiah Pacheco had almost 100 yards rushing in that game. You think about San Francisco, I would argue their best player plays running back for them. You look at Buffalo, whether it's Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, two very talented running backs. Detroit, can, you mean? Yes, sir. That's Detroit. where I was going. To yeah, Detroit, so you, yeah. you get then those two options with those two guys. I, I'm just. I'm watching the league, and I understand that the game has changed and we have de-emphasized the position, 
No one's saying that you got to run the ball 35 times the way maybe you did in the mid-90s, but if your team doesn't have a threat of running the football and if you can't be balanced, you just can't expect to win these kind of games, in my opinion. And the other thing I would add to that, the runners as receivers. Look what Gibbs is for Detroit as a receiver. Look what Cook has done for Buffalo as a receiver. McCaffrey's the obvious one. But even in the case of Baltimore, when they'll throw to Hill or, or not as much to Edwards, I mean, they're so tight end centric on this team. We'll get to them in a second. But the, and we had Pacheco on our uh, Facebook Live show on 65 TPT last night. The fact that Pacheco, here's the most underrated part of what's happened in him in this second year, is his prowess as a receiver. That, run, that play he had yesterday, and I called it. I said, that's the same play they ran for McKinnon. That's a McKinnon play that they've used in the postseason now for the last several years, and they used it in Germany. That was a touchdown in Germany. So I asked him after the game. I said, it looked a lot like the McKinnon. He goes, it's exactly. It was the same route. I go, have you run that yet? And he goes, well, maybe in practice, but not in a game. The fact that now, all of a sudden, Pacheco, we know what he is running the ball, but as a receiver, he has become dangerous, just like these other runners that we're talking about on other teams. So that's the second part of this discussion is rushing football. Don't completely discard it, but the runners as receivers is the also next piece. So let's transition to Baltimore. I know you've already started watching the Ravens. You probably watched five Ravens games over the last 24 <laughs> hours. What jumps out to you the most? What scares you most heading into the AFC championship game? They have no weakness. Can't find a weakness. Like you could find something maybe in the fact that uh, they've given up some big punt returns. Running the ball, although Houston could not run it on Saturday, they – they're not just completely shutting everybody down in the run game, but this is a team without any weakness. To me, the most compelling discussion about this team, and this is what I was trying to tease with several minutes ago. Doesn't it not baffle you? Because think Lamar Jackson essentially entered the league the same time as Patrick Mahomes. Patrick had the apprentice year. He had the one game in Denver. But before Josh Allen, where were all the comparisons for Patrick Mahomes? Lamar Jackson. They basically came in at the same time. Does it not baffle you, CDOT? He's two and three in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes in that same time span is 13 and three. Jackson's played five playoff games and won two. He has five touchdowns and five interceptions. His passer rating prior to his game Saturday was the fifth lowest in the history of the league in postseason since 2000. I mean, it, it just, he has been awesome in the regular season, but the postseason becomes a problem for him. Now, he didn't against Houston. His passer rating was 121. He run for 100 yards, as you mentioned. But Baltimore has to do it a certain way, just like Buffalo changed their season by doing it a certain way. I asked Andy Reid on the interview tonight. Andy's really good tonight because uh, when he gets in fireside chat mode, man, he is really entertaining and just enlightening. He, he, it's not press conference mode. It's Andy Reid sitting down talking to us mode. And he's, he's, he's an amazing guy. But I asked him, I said, I got coaching friends. When they play Army, they just, they, they're like, oh, my God, we need a month to get ready for Army because it's so different. But if they play Army and Air Force in back-to-back -back weeks, they go, okay, we're, better to, we're prepared to play them. Honestly think it is an advantage or at least helps the Chiefs that they basically played the mirror image of the Baltimore Ravens last night. Buffalo's not always been that way, 
but they are now because they had to be that, in their opinion, to salvage their season, which it worked until last night. But that's the way Baltimore plays. It has to be a certain way. Lamar Jackson needs his tight ends, bag time. And Lively now enters this picture, Isaiah Lively, the Coastal Carolina second-year guy, and they'll get Andrews back this week. When he targets the tight ends, his passer rating is like 138. Everybody else is kind of average. He still struggles to throw a seven route in a corner. Things have to happen a certain way for Lamar Jackson up to this point. And in the playoffs, it doesn't always happen that way. That's why this week, the biggest week for any human on the earth for NFL playoff football is Lamar Jackson because the Chiefs can also torpedo this boat if they beat them. The Chiefs are walking into the same situation where the Ravens can't wait to get him here. They feel like they can now prove that Lamar Jackson is, is the equal, at least in the same discussion with Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs can do more than just win a Lamar Hunt trophy this week. They can do some psycho. They can do some psychological damage to the Ravens. The two things that really stood out to me watching the game on Saturday. The first thing was we don't really talk about Baltimore's home field advantage a whole lot. You know, we talk about Lambeau, we talk about Arrowhead for good reasons. Six offensive line penalties in that game, and that team was lively. This is the first time that they've hosted a championship round since 1971. That's what's crazy for a team that we have seen win multiple Super Bowls, but they did not host the AFC championship game in either one of them. I also just came away from watching their defenses. You know how sometimes on a defense you can't, like, name a lot of the guys? We know a lot of these guys for the Ravens. You got, like, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen and Clowney, and you got Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams and Kyle Van Noy, who played Matabuke. all those years. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they just, a stud. they just have so many guys on their defense that you're right. Like, they were able to make Houston one-dimensional and force C.J. Stroud to throw it 30, 35 times. And in that environment, if your offensive line is as underperforming as they were, they just didn't really have a shot in the final 30 minutes of that game where Baltimore's talent just completely overwhelmed, I thought, Houston. What's the best way to prepare to play that crowd? Play Buffalo with that crowd. How many false start penalties were there against the Chiefs? Zero. Two penalties the whole game, CDOT. Two. The Chiefs had 43 snaps in that game to 78. If you have 43 snaps, you're basically getting one card and I'm getting two and you're still beating that you're still winning the hand. You have to play so efficient to get that done. And the Chiefs did that. It's kind of underrated, I think, in all of the discussion. Um, the fact that they only had five third downs because they were so good on first and second. They weren't getting behind the chains. It wasn't false start, hold, third and 16. Because that will, that will you'll lose a game like that or lose this game this week if that happens. But the Chiefs were so prepared to play that crowd, they can now carry that into this game against Baltimore. That's a young Houston team that had not been in that. Yes, Houston got the wild card win. They won the division, great. But that team wasn't ready to go into the mouth of the dragon like the Chiefs were last night. And the Chiefs will go into it again. But they're better prepared to play that game than maybe ever before because of what they did last night. Mitch, I'll get you out of here with this. We got Chiefs Kingdom. We got the the season, the Chiefs season winding down, and also the, the, the Chiefs Kingdom show is winding down. I guess we keep going as long <laughs> as we keep playing. You know, this goes into February now, man. It's like a seven-month season. But it's I just I just want people to take – Coach will be on from like 610 to 625. I just think it's worth it for people to listen to it because he – He's so good when he gets in the mode of just like 
talking. And uh, he gets that way uh, tonight. I mean, he's excited about this game, but, man, he gives such real insight and makes you think in some of the answers that he gives. So we're looking forward to that this evening. I'm just looking forward to this game. Um, and that game last night, again, in my 30 years, that's right up there, right up there. The two Super Bowls, obviously, the two AFC championship victories, or the three AFC championship victories, obviously. The game last week, the freeze game, goes in its own own category. It's just by itself. But this game last night goes right up there on the Mitchie the Kid list for awesome wins. I'm just really excited about this weekend. When you think about it, you have the Chiefs and the Ravens. So you have Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's four MVPs between the two quarterbacks that we'll see. And then everybody's favorite, the Lions, is everybody is cheering for Detroit to go to the Super Bowl for the first time. Like, this is a great, has a chance to be a great championship weekend. It was really good divisional playoff weekend, too, even though there were some blowouts. Man, there's, there's just tons of drama so far in this playoff um, brackets, the way they've fallen, I'm, and I'm with you. This will be an awesome weekend. That is Mitch Holtz, his voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, joining us in studio. His appearances are brought to you by Silverstein Eye Center. Achieve your best vision and experience outstanding patient care at Silverstein Eye Center. Mitch, why don't we do this two more times, oh, yeah. recapping wins? I like it. <laughs> Just roll into February, man. That's what we do. That is Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up on the other side, we'll talk about the two quarterbacks. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kansas City is Justin Reed. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Coming up at the top of the hour, we will talk about a lie that Rob has been spreading on this show for the last couple of weeks that has been disproven by yesterday's win. We'll do that coming up in a bit. Rob, as we've been talking about this show, 
in this game today. It's really hard for me not to look back at the fourth quarter of this game. So the Chiefs, they go on a eight-play, 75-yard touchdown drive to take a 27-24 lead. Now, I don't know about you, Rob, but I thought that there were more points left in the game. With the way that these two offenses were going up and down the field, with the way that these two quarterbacks were playing, I didn't think that that was going to be the final score of the game. We basically had the entire fourth quarter of the game left. Buffalo had three more opportunities after that point to go either tie the game or try to go win the game. And quite simply, their quarterback wasn't enough. I thought Josh Allen played really well yesterday, had two rushing touchdowns, had over 70 yards, had a great touchdown pass, didn't throw an interception, avoided the big turnover yesterday. I thought Josh Allen played about as well as you would like for him to play until it really mattered. So after that point, Kansas City scores a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco runs it in. It is 14-20 left in the game. Buffalo gets the ball back. Touchback. All right. It's go time. It is fourth quarter. We have seen Patrick Mahomes lock in in those fourth quarters, and you go win the football game. They got a three and out on their next drive. And then for whatever reason, they then run a fake punt to DeMar Hamlin that did not fool anybody. I don't know if fourth and five on your side of the field is the time to be running a fake punt. If you're going to do that, just put your offense out there and run a play. But to try to catch Kansas City off guard on a fourth and five fake punt with your backup safety was one of the worst decisions of the game yesterday. Kansas City then gets the ball. The Chiefs then leave the door open with the McCall, with the McCall Hardman fumble. And I'm sure we're all thinking the same thing. Why are you giving that guy the ball? Buffalo then gets another opportunity. They get a touchback. Rob, they are basically in the exact same situation Minus two minutes. The the score has not changed. It is a touchback. You got the ball then with 12.53 in the game. All right, it's go time. Hey, none of that matters. Okay, good. They got three plays for minus two yards in that scenario. Three plays for two yards. They then punt the ball back to Kansas City. Their defense gets them another stop in the game. Kansas City then punts the ball to Buffalo with 8.23 left in the fourth quarter. This is the drive in which if you are that guy and people think that you are the second best quarterback in the world and this is your house and this is your time and how you're finally going to beat Patrick Mahomes, you're not playing the field goal game. You're putting the ball in the end zone. Kansas City's defense then made Buffalo one-dimensional. In the fourth quarter, Buffalo ran for 11 yards in their three possessions. So this was a Josh Allen, go win the game. I've seen Patrick Mahomes go win the game countless number of times. All right, Kansas City's defense took the run game away. You weren't getting run yards. James Cook wasn't. You got to make big-time throws and big-time plays. Sure, a drop happens. Stephon Diggs, you put it right on his hands. You had multiple opportunities after that. Buffalo had the ball first and 10 from the Kansas City 27 down three with two minutes and 42 seconds left and had timeouts. 
you got to score a touchdown in that scenario if you were that guy. If you're going to win a Super Bowl eventually, if you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes, if you tell any Buffalo fan that scenario, hey, you guys are down three, but you have the ball on Kansas City side of the field with the 27-yard line with three minutes to go and two timeouts, and you have the two-minute warning left, you got to go win that football game. They run one play. They get one yard. It is second and nine incompletion in which you had Stefan Diggs open in the middle of the field. Third down, they throw it deep. Another incompletion. You have now taken control of the game away from you and gave it to Tyler Bass, who missed two field goals last week. And guess what he did this week? He missed a field goal. We started the show talking about this. There are levels to this. There is a difference between what Josh Allen is, and Josh Allen is incredible. I was thinking this as Mitch was talking. You know one of my favorite things about the AFC is how different your top four quarterbacks are. Patrick Mahomes is drastically different than Josh Allen, drastically different than Joe Burrow, drastically different from Lamar Jackson. You have very unique and individual play styles with the cream of the crop quarterbacks of the league. You got a chance to see two of the best players in league history duel it out in front of a sold-out crowd, and the energy was electric. But the difference is I've seen Patrick Mahomes, whether it's the run against Tennessee, whether it's Jet Chispois, whether it's the run against the Philadelphia Eagles to put them in field goal range. The Chiefs have been defined over the last four or five seasons about their quarterback making the play late in the game so they win. Whether it's the play to Sammy Watkins in the first Super Bowl, we can go up and down the list. Usually in these scenarios, clock winding down, isolation, move out of the way, Patrick Mahomes is going to go get a bucket. Or he's going to get fouled and make both free throws. This was that moment for Josh Allen. This is on you. You got three opportunities down three. Your defense got you the stops. You got your number one wide receiver. You got the two, the two tight ends that you want. You got a Pro Bowl running back who ran for almost 1,200 yards this season. This is the Josh Allen thing. You got to figure out a way to at least give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and now put the ball in his court for him to go down the field against your fan base. For all the talking about, hey, Patrick Mahomes in a road game, he didn't really seem rattled by it. He seemed to play with the, with the same calm and poise that I've seen his entire career. The Chiefs deserve all the credit in the world for going out there and winning the game. But I think the story of it really is, hey, when are you going to do this, Josh Allen? I've seen Patrick Mahomes. I thought Kansas City left the door open for Buffalo yesterday. They had the fumble late in the game. That They had a chance to really end Buffalo. They didn't. Defense stepped up and made plays. But if you are an all-time great quarterback or a guy that's eventually going to get a ring, you got to make one of those buzzer-beating shots. You got to have one of those drives to put away a Hall of Fame quarterback. And for as great as Josh Allen has been, this is usually when he loses, when he goes up against one of these guys. Sure, he's great against Mason Rudolph. He'll win that shootout. But when he has gone up against Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, those, the guys you got to beat to get to that next level to eventually represent the AFC for a Super Bowl, he has come up small in every single one of those opportunities. I agree. 
And I do want to credit the Chiefs defense for what they did in the fourth quarter because it wasn't just Josh Allen got small. They took away what the Bills were doing. They made the adjustments. Drew Tranquil started playing better. That D-line started stopped getting blown off the ball. I mean, how many times in the first half do you hear Romo on the broadcast say, then the D-line is getting displaced. That stopped in the fourth quarter. I agree there that you're saying. I don't mean to take away from the Chiefs defense this comment, but Sean McDermott had two of the worst play calls, two of the biggest coaching blunders I think we've seen in the postseason. On third, on second down, excuse me, they run the deep play that everyone talks about. Chris Jones blew it up. You are running the ball at will. It is second and nine, the two-minute warning. The clock is on your side. You have every advantage in your favor, and you decide time to throw. And then on third down, you do the same, leading to a windy, wind-whipping, horrible weather field goal from Tyler Bass, who you and I in the broadcast and everyone watching knows has been spotty down the stretch for the Bills. The Chiefs defense did its job. It deserves all the credit. But Sean McDermott got a little Andy Reedish at the end there and got away from what was working, and that's coaching malpractice. I put a lot of that on Josh Allen. Josh Allen, to me, is the guy that goes to the casino, and you made a little bit of money. Hey, you came in here with $200. You're up to now 310 You made a little bit of money. Your friend is telling you, let's go. Hey, let's go, man. Hey, we came in here with 200 You got 310 in your pocket. Let's go. Nah, man, I'm trying to make five. And then you leave with $0 every single time. What I think is different about Patrick in the postseason is he learns to take profit. Hey, I'm not going to get the big play, but you know what? I'm going to get from second and seven. I'm going to make it third and one. I'm going to hand the ball to Isaiah Pacheco. We're going to do it. Patrick Mahomes has been super efficient in postseason games. He was super efficient against the Eagles last year. He was super efficient yesterday. On two of those plays, Josh Allen, you're trying to get a touchdown on this play. Take the eight yards in the middle of the field. Let your playmakers make plays. If you want to talk about the difference in the coaching and quarterback and all of those kind of things, man, at some point, Josh Allen has to be the guy that goes out there and makes the play to go win the football game. And we've just seen too many times over the last three to four years. He just hasn't been that guy. Coming up on the other side, we have compiled every radio call from the missed field goal yesterday. You know what? We're going to figure out which one we like best. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. 
All right, this is what we're going to do. We are going to go through all of the radio calls from the missed field goal. And then we're going to determine which one we like the most. If you missed it, we have been playing sad Buffalo Bills fans today. Here's the news station as they caught them leaving the stadium. Well, somber is the mood here at Highmark Stadium after the Bills' divisional round loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Bills fans I spoke to shared with me their goodbyes to this season. It's embarrassing. They played their hearts out all year long. And then that, a missed field goal at extra point range, it's it hurts. I just want us to win the Super Bowl and just losing is just, it's, it hurts. It's just I feel sad. so empty. Just sad overall. It's not even frustration or it is frustration, but we're not even mad. It's just sad. I'm very sad and I'm very mad. Really upset, man. Really upset to see it come down to the kick like that. Uh, it's one you got to put through. You know, it's what you're getting paid to do. It's your only job. You got one job, man. You got to put that through. So really hurting right now, but uh, I know we'll come back strong next season. It's always the Chiefs at home now. Come on. I mean, I feel like this is the exact same way that I feel every year, so at least they're consistent. Uh, I called off work, so I'm sleeping in. It's going to be a long one, going to be a long day of just sulking, laying around, probably watching, watching replays, watching ESPN, uh, just taking it all in. So. The Bills now drop to 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs and will now start gearing up for next year. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to play for you the four different radio calls and let's give out medals, you know? Hey, I know, Buffalo, you've never won anything. This is a competition that you can win. Let's start with CBS, the national broadcast. Everybody has heard this one. We were all watching the game yesterday. Here's Jim Nance's call of the missed field goal. The game on the line, he will. 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. Solid call from Jim Nance. I don't know if this is going to win the competition, but it's a solid call from a great broadcaster. We're working on getting Jim Nance on the show this week. Salute to Jim Nance. Let's go to the Chiefs radio network. Certainly going to be a much more positive vibe from the Chiefs in this miss. A cause for celebration. Here's Mitch Holtis, Chiefs radio network. 147 to go. In the game on fourth down and nine for the Buffalo. Placement down. Bass's kick is up, and the kick is no good. A little prophecy. Tyler Buckle, and he just misses the kick. Kansas City will next snap with a 34 yard. And the Chiefs down. will take over at the point of the missed kick. Their own 34 yard line as Tyler Bass misses this wide to the right. Someone on the text line says, see that I usually agree with you, but I can't with Josh Allen. He's 0-3 against Kansas City, but one of those, he had the lead with 13 seconds, and yesterday he had a chance to keep the game going, but the kicker missed. I don't understand. Look at his stats. He's always been that guy. Tyler Bass missed two field goals last week. You know what I'm not doing when I got the ball first and 10 from the 27-yard line with two timeouts and the two-minute warning? I'm not letting that guy determine my postseason fate. People are not talking about Tyler Bass today. You know what they're talking about? 
you, the quarterback, you got to punch that in the end zone. I'm not letting Tyler Bass determine if we're going to keep playing this game or not. I'm putting the pressure on Patrick Mahomes. We're scoring a touchdown here, and now Pat needs to go down the field, on the road, against this defense, against this fan base. You had your opportunity. You blew it. You lost. You're a loser. That's Mitch Holtz's Chiefs play-by-play, Chiefs radio network. All right, let's hear the Buffalo call of the missed field goal yesterday. Something tells me it's not going to be nearly as chipper as Mitch Holtis was. Snap by Ferguson, hold by Martin, kick by Bass is on the way. And it is no good. No good wide to the right. (laughs) Rob, I wish you had given us more pain from them. I know it was more pain than what we just got. I know it was way more crying and complaining. It had to be. You heard the people outside the stadium. People were fired up. Uh, you've been, I've been calling you all year. This is like the first time I'm mad, sad, heartbroken, and I'm, I'm just downright angry. And if he doesn't get rid of Sean McDermott and put somebody in there, and I've been calling all year for McDermott's head, that understands you can't have a rushing game when your quarterback is the best runner. I'm just so angry today. Last one will play here. This is Kevin Harlan. This audio is courtesy of Westwood One. Let's hear Kevin Harlan on the missed field goal. Tyler Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The wind at his back. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. and No good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. 143 to go. Bass missing wide right from 44. You knew he was going to miss too. I was sitting there watching like he's going to miss. What do you mean? No, he's going to miss this field goal. He was shaky warrior last week against Pittsburgh. This is even more pressure. He got to move, man. If you're Tyler Bass, can you go to Hy-Vee this week in Buffalo? You can't go to Price Chopper. You got to start looking up. You got to get on Zillow. You got to start looking for a new place to live. You're going to be kicking in Atlanta next week, next year. You can't be, no, Buffalo, no, you're done. We can never trust you. Hearing their fan base cry is just something about it. Just it really warms my heart. Tonight's game, we should have had it. We should have had it, but it was a heartbreak. And I just want to know how do you guys endure the the losses and still sticking with your team? What choice do you have? I, I guess you just don't have a choice. You got to right. stay Easy. with your team. You know how bad it is if you're a Buffalo Bills fan and you're calling Sports Talk Radio to learn how to deal with being a Buffalo Bills fan? What do you mean? How do you continue to deal with this? That's all you know. You lost four Super Bowls in the 90s. You won three games out of 36 against Tom Brady. You're constantly losing. You don't know what it's like to have success. You don't know what it's like to be the team that's happy at the end of the season and you lived up to expectations. What do you mean? How do you deal with this? Have you been a fan? This is every year. 
I mean, you kept cheering for them after 13 seconds. You saw Patrick Mahomes, two passes, made field goal. You saw him eliminate you, and you kept cheering. You kept hoping this year is going to be different. It's never going to be different. Never. Not once. It's, it's never gone the way that you want it to go if you're the Buffalo Bills fan. I consider finding a new sport. I consider finding a new hobby. This can't be a fun way to spend your time. You spend all fall hopeful, positive, with dreams of going to Vegas for the Super Bowl, and you know where you're going? You're going out back to shovel the sidewalk again. And now you got to get ready for the NFL draft and the combine. That, that can't be fun each and every year. You're losers. You've been losers your whole life. You don't need help learning how to be a loser. It's natural. You were born this way. Your, your grandfather was a loser. He passed down that losing to your pops who saw them lose four Super Bowls. He then passed it down to you. And now you get to cheer against Patrick Mahomes. Losing runs in your family. That's all you guys know for 60 years of cheering for the Buffalo Bills. It's the curse of OJ. That's really what it is. The curse of OJ. Coming up on the other side, Rob has been lying to you guys for weeks, and we finally call him out on it next. It's the drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 